time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. Jonathan West, ventriloquist, a master of voice manipulation. A man late of Ireland with a talent for putting words into other people's mouths. In this case, the other person is a dummy aptly named Caesar. A small splinter with large ideas. A wooden tyrant with a mind and a voice of his own. Who is about to talk Jonathan West into the Twilight Zone. Episode number 148 of the Twilight Zone was Caesar and Me, or uh, Sean as I like to call it, the other dummy episode. (laughs) We're doing another dummy episode. (laughs) uh you know the 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 funniest thing is um somebody somewhere you know they're 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 watching a def a jeff dunham uh you know special and they're like what if jeff dunham went around like like committing crimes he basically don't realize it's already been done (laughs) um yeah jeff dunham uh his entire crime is his entire career so basically, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this uh, particular episode focuses on Jonathan West. And I really should have looked this up before we uh, started talking. Is that the same dummy from from the other one? Oh, that's a really good question, because <laughs> that's so funny you bring that up, because when I um, when I was watching this, I was like, did all dummies just look the same back then? Oh, they all look that like that might be you. it or it might be the exact same piece of I mean they they've reused props for 5 years uh, now. Well, the now dummy used in Yep, oh, yep, ahead. you're right. The dummy used in The Dummy from season 3, episode 33 to portray Willie was originally created by the 1940s puppet maker don't know how to pronounce that. The same dummy was used later in the 1964 Twilight Zone episode Caesar and Me. Good eye. I mean, they, what an eye. Yeah, I, I, I mean, they, they did so many, you know, they, they did so much recycling of, of sets that that doesn't shock me, but uh, <laughs> uh, still it's, it's kind of, kind of funny. Um, well, I, I mean, really, is that any different from Burgess Meredith showing up in multiple Twilight Zone episodes? I mean, <laughs> also Burgess Meredith, by the way, in a movie involving a dummy with Anthony Hopkins called Magic. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It is. Give it a chance. That's all I ask. It's is, pretty is it good. Like, it, well, I guess since it's a, it has Anthony Hopkins in it, that is probably later Burgess Meredith, old man. Yes. Burgess yeah. Meredith. It's uh, it's almost like 1980. I want to say it's probably like 78 or 79. Uh, well, now I'm going to have to have to look this up. Uh, <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. Uh, like Hopkins. Hopkins has like a mentor and he's like trying to like he's a trying to be a, a magician, but then you know kooky stuff Ed happens. Louder in it, them. which you don't know who that is off the top of your head, but you've seen him. No, no. That that that's that's basically like when when you see Ed Louder, yeah, you you've you've definitely seen him in a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so anyway, this episode focuses on Jonathan West, who is an Irish ventriloquist, which by the way, so, so would that make, I mean, in in this case, the, the dummy is Irish, but, um, 
like you kind of have to make the dummy Irish because there, like there's no way you're going to be able to do both like the yeah. thing and <laughs> it'd be know, impressive. Completely, completely lose your accent, right? You just have to lean <laughs> into it. <clears throat> it's a great Irish accent too. I it, it it is yeah. <laughs> it, it, it would actually be really funny if uh, if it turned out that the uh, the actor wasn't Irish and he was just he was tall just to put on. Uh, so as you might imagine, because he's a ventriloquist, he's always broke. Yes, and and because uh, he's Irish in the sixties, he's also always broke. That's true. Yeah. So he had a he had a double whammy going on. There was no way that Jonathan West was going to be successful in the United <laughs> States. And he really should have realized that. It's true. <clears throat> um, so, I mean, not only is he a ventriloquist, he's an unsuccessful ventriloquist, which is a triple whammy at, at that. Uh, so he lives in a uh, he lives in a little uh, little boarding house room and. The the one character that I just love in this in this episode is the little girl. I think her name yes. is Susan. She's because so mean. She just like right off the bat is just just mercilessly with you know just just making fun of this guy for not being able to pay his bills. And <laughs> like at first you want to at, at first you want to say oh you know maybe she should should leave him alone. But at the end of the day, like he ends up robbing people. So I got to side with the little girl. Yeah, I mean, he's. We'll find out that he could be considered clinically insane and a criminal. So every time she shows up, I'm I'm rooting for Susan, man. Yeah, there was another episode where that was the case, where there was like a there was a little girl who was just <laughs> just a jerk, just a jerk to whatever, whoever the main character was going to be, and I, I found myself rooting for them too. Not enough <laughs> that I can remember which episode it was, or uh, of course not you know, who the character was, but. I, I remember it happened. <laughs> um, so it turns out that uh, uh, Jonathan's uh, dummy is uh, evil, and his name is uh, Little Caesar Pizza Pizza. <laughs> and um, you know he. Uh, so so basically, what what's going on is we learn that um, uh, you know Jonathan is having a hard time uh, paying the bills. Uh, and, uh, Caesar comes up with the idea of just, you know, starting to rob people. I, I get the sense that this is like a new thing for him. Like it, it's not like, you know, Jonathan and Caesar have been doing this for years and this is just what they got. Oh, yeah. It seems like at this point now he's, he's reached some sort of level of desperation. Maybe, maybe Caesar was, you know, since we assume he's always talking to Caesar, maybe Caesar kept like suggesting this, uh, but <laughs> It never got to the point where uh, Jonathan was desperate enough to actually do it until now. <laughs> yeah, he, maybe he's been Caesar's been suggesting this for years and years. It's like, oh, I know what you're going to say, Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jonathan decides to uh, Jonathan through Caesar, I should I should say, uh, decides to break into a delicatessen and steal the money, which. Why are you robbing a delicatessen? Like who's thinking that's where the money is. That was, you know, those were, they were just making money hand over fist, not a bank, not a casino, not even a department store from season one where they all uh, become mannequins in, at midnight. You right. got to rob, you got to rob the deli. Yeah. You got to go see bull or bear. What's the Hulu show in Chicago? <laughs> <laughs> um, bear. I think that is, I think that is bear. Yeah. Um, the bear. There we go. 
I, I, I just, I just don't get that one. Um, you know, I know Marjorie Taylor Greene probably thinks that's where all the money is, but I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't get that one. Um, so, so Susan, uh, because she's always uh, spying on uh, on Jonathan, she gets wise to the fact that Caesar can talk. Um, and uh, so as as this is going on, uh, Jonathan decides that he's going to sneak into the nightclub and break into the manager's office. Now, see, that makes a little bit more sense. Yes, absolutely. So maybe the deli was a dry run, you know, start small. Yeah, yeah maybe, maybe he's thinking, hey, you know, the, the people who run the deli, they, they won't even notice the money's gone because they'll be like, well, I, it makes I, so much. I just didn't make any money. Although the, the stakes would be higher robbing a deli than breaking into your manager's office. Well, yeah, first of all, don't like rob the place where you work. That, that's, that's <laughs> dumb. People are going to recognize you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, the Twilight Zone. And, and that's precisely what happens, um, you know, as they're breaking into the nightclub, the security guard, which, by the way, uh, sort of piggybacking backing off of our uh, discussion last week about uh, the, the fact that the model shop had so many employees that didn't yeah. make models. Uh, you know, I, I don't think there are many, many like there, there just aren't many uh, stores or businesses that just have like their own security guard who just works there 24 hours a day. No, no. Unless you're a deli and you're making like mad money, but the deli right. didn't have one. Exactly. Um, and I suppose, you know, maybe that was more common in the 60s because they didn't have, uh, you know, ring doorbell cameras and things like that. But I I, sure. I I still wouldn't expect every place to have like its own security guard there at all hours of the night. <laughs> uh, but obviously, you know, the script called for that to be the case. So that's that's really what's going on. <laughs> and I should stop trying to, you know, make logistical sense. Stop poking holes in this, man. It's airtight. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so the night watchman, uh, does find, uh, Jonathan and Caesar and, uh, he makes a little bit out of it. He says, you know, he was there to see the, uh, the manager, but, uh, the manager had already left. Uh, I, I'm not sure I even try to make that excuse because, you know, like what manager is going to invite you over to their place of business in the middle of the night. It <laughs> doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but you know, he's re he's reacting to the situation. So it's, it's understandable. His, you know, his, his excuse wouldn't be that great. No. Uh, so he does, he does like a little, little bit and he's, he seems to actually convince the night watchman cause he lets him leave. Yes. And, um, <clears throat> eventually, obviously the, the manager knows, notices that, uh, he's been robbed and, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, what the the game is up at that point because you know oh look I was robbed and by the way the night watchman saw a weirdo with his dummy walking around late at night yeah. it seems like you've got a pretty small list of suspects at that point yeah number one with a bullet right there right but it also they 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 hint that um uh that Susan was actually behind it because the police officer says something about an anonymous call. Yeah, yeah, I, I figured that she, because uh, the call comes like right after she like overhears the argument between Jonathan and the dummy. Yeah, um, so eventually, 
not, not even eventually. Like as soon as he's presented with the <laughs> fact that with as soon as, as soon as anybody makes any accusation accusation, he's he's basically like, yeah, I did it. Done. Yeah, it was it, me. But the but the dummy told me to. The the dummy told me it was going to be okay. Uh, and then, ironically enough, the dummy doesn't answer, doesn't uh, doesn't come to his defense or anything. Imagine that. <laughs> was he expecting Caesar to be like, yeah, I, I asked him to do it. It's me. Take me away, human police. <laughs> Take me to the wood chipper. <laughs> then now the thing is, like, I don't know. I didn't like the dummy. I didn't like this episode that much but man i do like it when an episode turns very very dark in the twilight zone and that's exactly where we head up uh where we end up here right because not only does jonathan uh you know get uh get cuffed and taken away but then uh you know caesar he needs a new a new human to uh you know to to carry him around and make sure that he's got enough sawdust and everything uh <laughs> and uh so he starts he starts talking to little susan he's like you know you're you're a little jerk. I like you. Yeah. And uh, starts talking, you know, he's going to show her the big city, which how is a dummy going to show you the big city? I, I, I don't understand that one. Uh, well, I, I would imagine he uh, can like teach her how to transfer subway trains. Um, but yeah, he's not the one getting around and she's a little girl, so he's all she can carry. Right. Um, but then <laughs> then he suggests she kill her aunt. Right, because just leaving her aunt isn't enough. She kind of left her alive. Uh, I'm trying to think, are there really that many? I mean, I know there's a lot of, like, assassination attempts, like, related to war or, like, the mafia and stuff. But are there this, is this the only, like, cold-blooded murder? I mean, there's, like, fights between husband and wife's. Husband and wives, like you know, he put uh, that one guy pushed off uh, the potato pancake off off the off the ceiling, right. <laughs> off the off the roof. Um, but it, are there that many like cold blooded like murders like this in the Twilight Zone? Also, like what what did he want want her to do? Like like what he said, poison darts, and I'm thinking like you know, yeah, bullseye bullseye dart, like dip it in poison and and throw it at her. I I uh, thought it was like a blow dart. Uh, so is he going to teach her how to how to make? I guess so. and then, and then... <laughs> this episode's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they literally literally could have chosen any other method of execution for for the ant, but no uh, poison darts. Yeah, po- poison darts. Like, how did that even happen in the in the writers' room? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Poison darts. Um. We uh, apparently the puppet is uh, at one of the elevator exits on the Tower of Terror ride, which I've also never been on. Um, uh, I have been on it. I probably saw it, but didn't notice it. Yeah. Um, pretty solid closing narration, but ay ay ay, no more dummy, no more dummies, please. I mean, my God, would you be surprised if there's another dummy episode? Oh God, I hope not. In the next eight. <laughs> a little girl and a wooden doll. A lethal dummy in the shape of a man. But everybody knows dummies can't talk, unless, of course, they learn their vocabulary in the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?